To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. Housewives, so they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is sour. That ring on your finger? Some pygmy died digging that out of a hole for you to say I do and ruin some guys like you know look at that dude he's got a hernia shaped like a bag of pretzels that he just you're ate. going to Thailand you're going to smash some dude going over there for guy time but it's not with his buddies what does it say on the bottle well if it says that on the bottle why did you put it on your head all these actors did was shut their mouths because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin fucking really? D too much That's what we're I going sound like Bill Maher really John really? really we can't do this anymore auntie i'll see you at the bar mitzvah almost like it never existed but it fucking did so do me a favor go yourself jay here positive sarcasm.com recorded here from the sandbox like subscribe share donate positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated instagram facebook tiktok um also hit up my other channels positive sarcasm this positive sarcasm podcast and of course positive sarcasm reactions if you're into that music thing Once again, support the channel, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. If you want to email me directly, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the contact section, and uh, go ahead and send me your spin. Or you can just email me, like I said, directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. I'm staring right at it. I'm staring right at it. Let's just get right to it. I'm playing Christmas coffee music. I'm going to play it right over this. I We were talking about it on last week's podcast, and guess what? We have a, uh, a producer in the courtroom who is texting me right now that Smollett is guilty on the first five charges. Uh, we'll wait and see what happens on that sixth charge. Uh, he's charged with six low-level felony counts of lying to police. There are varying charges in there. There is lying about a hate crime because he's a black gay man. There's lying about battery because he was injured. And then there's lying about aggravated battery because uh, he said that his attackers were wearing masks. Uh, in closing arguments yesterday, the defense pointed to six uh, items that they felt uh, destroyed a Smollett story. They say that he withheld critical evidence like his cell phone data and his medical records. They say he misled police about his attacker's ID. They say he faked evidence by tampering with that rope or that noose around his neck. They say he lied about who attacked him. Uh, they also say that medical evidence corroborated the Osindara brothers' story. They say that Jesse Smollett told them to hold their punches when they hit him, uh, and a Northwestern doctor testified under oath that Jesse Smollett had no known injuries. And the sixth point was that Jesse Smollett never signed the criminal complaint against the brothers. Police testified, the lead detective testified, that it's very rare or unheard of for a hate crime victim not to sign a criminal complaint against who they feel attacked them. Brett. Okay, again, the small adverted, count one, guilty, count two, guilty, count three, guilty, count four, guilty, count five, guilty, and we're seeing count six, not guilty. Uh, And that is just coming down from the courtroom uh, in Chicago. Well, there you have it. Jesse Smollett, guilty on five out of six counts. Which ones are those, which counts are those, you know, attached to? Well, we'll find out soon enough. Five out of the six, that's a pretty big deal. So, I mean, if he was guilty on one out of six or three out of six, yeah, maybe there's a chance he'd skip, he'd skip out on jail or maybe restitution. Who knows? Five out of six. Five out of six. So, now he's, 
since he's guilty on five out of six counts, he can be now tried civilly in court and face serious restitution. I love how the coffee music's playing in the background. Do, do, do. Jesse Smollett guilty. It's, um, believe me. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd wish incarceration on almost anybody, but when you lie about a hate crime, when you lie about a, uh, an attack such as this, when you flat out lie, you are, okay, and I can say it, no more allegedly, motherfuckers guilty, guilty on five out of six counts. If you haven't been brushing up on it, I'll, I'll, I'll run it by you. I actually got, I don't know why this is out of New Jersey for some reason, newjersey.com. Jesse Smollett convicted of staging downtown Chicago attack and lying to police. He was convicted Thursday of five out of six counts that he staged an anti-gay. And notice they said when he was anti-gay and and racist that it, go, it bumps everything up to a hate crime. I talked about that last week, which is a significant. Well, if you, it's one thing to be to commit a hate crime. It's another thing to lie about being the victim of a hate crime. Uh, racist attack on him nearly three years ago and then lied to Chicago police about it. He was acquitted on one count. The verdict came roughly after one week trial in which two brothers testified that Smollett recruited them to fake an attack on him in his downtown Chicago home um, January 2019. Smollett repeatedly denied the claims. The brothers said that Smollett orchestrated the hoax, telling them to put a noose around his neck and rough him up in a view of surveillance camera and then he said he wanted a video of the hoax made public via social media. Smollett called the brothers liars and said their account was 100% false. He testified over two days about being the victim of what he said was a hate crime, telling the jury there was no hoax. Uh, the gentleman, M. Abimbola Uzandaro, who worked with Smollett on the Chicago State of Empire, and his brother, Ola Bingo Uzandaro, also testified that Smollett paid them 3500 bucks for faking the attack. Smollett said the... Uh, Money was for meal and workout plans that Abimbola Osindaro was providing so that the actor could be more toned for upcoming performances. Uh, the January 29th assault was reported to police, prompting a mass investigation that led detective and said, including some two dozen officers and 3,000 staff hours. The investigation, which included video from surveillance cameras, GPS, and taxi and rideshare records, led police to the Osindaro brothers, who told detectives Smollett had staged the alleged hate crime. Smollett's defense attorneys argued... The brothers attacked the actor who was gay and black because they were homophobic and didn't like quote, who he was. Even though these Osandaro brothers are also black and actually African. And originally I thought it was two white guys. What happened to what happened to that? If they weren't if, they, if these guys weren't wouldn't have been, you know, caught or brought in for questioning, they would have continued with the whole, hey, it's two white guys in MAGA hats things. They also made the brothers. They also alleged the brothers made up the story about the attack being staged to get money from Smollett, and then that they told him they wouldn't testify against him if he each paid them one million dollars. The class four felony, excuse me, the class four felony carries a prison sentence of up to three years. But experts have said Smollett would likely be placed on probation in order to perform community service. So that's what the experts say. So this is the felony count, but he, this is the class four felony. But he was convicted of five out of six of uh, of these of these of these uh, whatevers. What do you call it? Um, counts. Five out of these six counts. So is that five class four felonies or one class four felony and then a bunch of little misdemeanors or whatever? I don't know. We're gonna have to see how this plays out. I mean, in my opinion, the guy staged a hate crime. He, he staged one. He well, he staged staged one. He lied about one. He led police on this massive thing. He lied under oath. You lied under oath. That's perjury. He went on the stand. He went on the stand and said that all this stuff happened when it didn't. Perjury is a huge offense and is a five-year prison sentence. So on top of this whole thing about being convicted of five out of six counts, facing restitution from the Chicago Police Department, the city of Chicago and facing additional civil penalties. He could now also face perjury for lying under oath, which clearly he has to be, all that has to happen is he was, you know, they would have to be beyond a reasonable doubt, prove that he lied under oath. 
It's going to be pretty easy to prove something like that when he's already been convicted of the thing that he was completely on and on about the entire time. Five out of six counts. Not one out of six, not two out of six. Five out of six. It's just a question of, let's lay out the details. But this is now an open story. There's going to be more to come from it. There's going to be a lot of back and forth, uh, I'm sure, from several different news sources. I've picked the Fox News one, the Fox News video, because it was the latest one that was out. It was the one that actually had the verdict in there, that he was five out of six. So I just I picked that one. Just to let you know that I am staying on top of this because this is a big deal. When you fucking lie about something this big a deal, um, you need to be held accountable for your actions. Absolutely. Absolutely need to be held accountable uh, held accountable for your and this this was a this was a th a thing. This was a real thing that all kinds of uh, celebrities were going on and on and on about, and you know, going and you know, waving their fucking social justice sabers as they went on like you know, late night show with douchebag and the goofball, and uh, you know, posting on their twitters about the you know the rage and, and all about. It's just and now, where are you now? Where are you now? You backed this guy. You didn't even have any other information other than his statement. Where are you now? I remember the Ellen Page interview where she was specifically talking about this. I, I remember other specific celebrities that were talking about this. But where are they now? What do they got to say now? I only want to hear two things out of them, really. And I'm sure they could say it really, really well because they're actors and they're, they're, they're paid to fake. And one, number one is we were wrong. And number two, I'm sorry. If they could start with that, that would be, they could go there. That'd be a start. A little bit of, you know, a little humble pie would do good, do us good nowadays, especially with everything going on right now. This is a good start. I mean, it's a goddamn shame that somebody has to go this far for whatever reason. We don't understand the motive. We really, I mean, still to this day, why would you do something like this? Why would you go on national television after... Or first of all, why would you even consider faking a hate crime? What is the value of that? What, what do you get out of that? You're really looking for sympathy points? What do you... Why? What is the purpose of that? Why go out of your way to stage this? Throw the city of Chicago in a tizzy looking for two men... Waste, an, waste the police department's entire time during this whole process cause a shit show on national television which had a huge uh, domino effect with other celebrities because you it, what's the only, well, the only thing I can think of is what were you trying to get more from uh, from your work environment were you trying to get like another season on Empire were you trying to get more gigs I don't were you trying to get like a, a, a sympathy contract this doesn't make any sense why would you go ahead and do something this fucking stupid? And now look at you. You have a you have, this is you have an actual criminal record now. You have an actual criminal record. This will be with you for the rest of your life. This will never be expunged. You'll never be hired in Hollywood again. You'll you and you're going to have you're facing and the amount of money, the amount of money, you understand, and I know this well. The amount of money He's paying out to lawyers right now, criminal defense attorneys, legit ones. And it's not just one attorney he probably has. He probably has like several. And then he's going to, and then on the, and retaining them. And then on top of that, he's going to have to have civil attorneys because he's going to get any, you do, you have to. When you go to court, you have to have a lawyer. Unless you're, you know, fighting a ticket, a ticket, um, and he's not fighting a ticket. You need lawyers. And he's probably going to have a pack of them and he's going to have to pay all of them. And they charge like, 300 400 500 an hour every time they communicate with you the price goes up every time they send you an email every time they give you a phone call they send you a text message they make a phone call they file a piece of paperwork they show up in court it's all documented and it's all billable and they don't have they don't have emotions they don't have emotions lawyers when they're working are sharks I'm sure outside of work, they probably are have you know feelings, family, whatever. But when they're in court and they're doing court stuff, they're sharks. They just swim and eat. And the only thing they eat is your money. Now, don't get me wrong. 
My lawyer was great. These lawyers, I'm sure, were great too, but they had a bad client. They had a really bad client, but they were obligated to defend him. But the fact is, is they're also obligated to take his money. And they're going to take a lot of it. And he's going to need more of these attorneys. They're going to need civil attorneys as well because his ass is definitely going to go to civil court after this because that is going to be the real kicker right there. Because if he does have to, I mean, they say, this, the experts say he'll be likely, likely placed on probation in order to perform, perform community service. I have no idea. First of all, community service, bullshit. Probation, useless. First of all, they're probably, I'm sure... I'm sure at this point, the judge isn't happy with this guy. I'm sure the police, the city of Chicago, are not happy with this guy. I'm sure the prosecutors are not pleased with this guy. They want a, they want a conviction, and they want a hard sentence. They want whatever they can get out of it. Absolutely. So probation and community service ain't shit. Obviously, going for the wallet is going to matter the most, but out of all this... He's going to have to pay his lawyers a shit ton of money. Now, obviously, the person who runs out of money first is the one who loses. And I don't know how much money he has. I don't know who's paying him. I don't know who's funding him. But he's obviously not working. He obviously doesn't have any more contracts. He doesn't work on Empire anymore. So I don't know where this money's coming from. He's probably already spent a shit ton in lawyer bills. And until that last piece of paperwork is filed, he's going to keep getting bills. And if he doesn't pay them, his lawyers won't defend him. They'll immediately dump his ass. So, it's a, I mean, I'm glad that I'm, or I'm relieved that the lie was exposed and that he was convicted. But there's still more questions to this. And if there is more, and if hopefully if there is more to this story that I can move this thing forward with, I'll disclose it. But for now... Basic points. He lied about a hate crime being committed. They sniffed him out. He was taken to court and he was found guilty on five out of six counts. What's going to happen after this? We'll know more soon. But just wanted to relay that to you. That was a big thing. I was following this. I want to know what was going to happen. I know there's other things going on. I know the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is going on. That I, That's a federal trial. People are not allowed in courtrooms during federal trials. Um excuse me federal like actual like up up you know state trials different you can go into the courtroom um especially in specific states this one this one they let him in galane that that one i don't know we'll, we'll we'll see um so and here we are class four felonies carries a prison sentence of up to three years and he's been convicted on five out of six counts which one of them were class four felonies we'll know more they'll break it down in detail and then sentencing will be done like a couple months from now but if there's more to the come, if there's more to come, I will divulge on it. But um, I was made aware, like, it was funny. Everybody was all up in a tizzy. And then again, this is pretty ridiculous. That why the fuck would you go ahead and set a Christmas tree on fire outside of uh, the news court building? I, I, I caught wind of it, but you have to understand, there's a ton. There's, like, several Christmas trees in New York City, like, outside of, like, each, like... I was thinking, everybody's thinking right now it's the Christmas tree in New York City. It wasn't. The Christmas tree is actually outside of Rockefeller Plaza in front of the NBC building. This isn't. This is actually in front of the, this is a Fox News Christmas tree. Um, but, well, I mean, if this is, it's near Rockefeller Plaza, but the one in Rockefeller Plaza belongs to, that's that belongs to NBC. But still, you have a fucking, <laughs> You have you have a giant ass Christmas tree on fire. Cops are just standing around like, well, I'm not putting it out. Um, hold on, look at that. Let me see that here. Let me go backwards. There you go. There's some good flames. It looks like the goddamn Hindenburg. So the whole thing burnt to the ground. They did replace it, of course, because Fox News is big on you know Christian uh, holidays. Um, so I mean, good. They should. But who the fuck burns down a Christmas tree? New York, I'm telling you, is a goddamn shit show right now. A vagrant known to cops for having a lengthy rap sheet sets ablaze the Fox News Christmas tree Wednesday outside a heavily patrolled tourist packed corner near Rockefeller Plaza, Rockefeller Center in Manhattan. Excuse me. I walk, you know, I walk like 50 blocks to get there one year. The holiday display was set ablaze shortly after midnight, and the flames uh, quickly spread in the tree in Fox Square. 
around the 6th Avenue and West 48th Street building that houses Fox News, the Wall Street Journal, and, New and the New York Post. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, this is, this, so what am I reading this from? This is the New York Post. So you guys literally saw it outside your window. Um, look at that shit. Christmas tree. The cops just stand there like, oh, fucking, I'm not doing anything. Um, and there's the guy being arrested. Uh, the alleged firebug, Craig Tamanaha, 49, is facing a slew of charges, including arson, criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, and criminal trespass. That's not going to be good. He allegedly slipped into the artificial tree, used its metal frame like a ladder to climb to the structure, lit a piece of cardboard to start the blaze, police sources said. A Fox security officer then tackled him to the ground before police, firefighters, and arson investigators arrived on the scene, sources said. Tamanaha allegedly used a lighter and possibly accelerants to cause about $500,000 in property damage. I think he wanted to get onto the news. Well, congratulations. His father, Richard Tamanaha... Tama Naha of Hawaii told the Post he wants attention. He added that his son has pulled destructive stunts in the past, is homeless, and has a drug problem. Oh, he's a nut. I can't control him, he said. Mentally, he's not all there. Yeah. So now he sometimes stays at hotels in Brooklyn and is known to hang out in the area, according to cops and his dad. Cops said he was busted in March for criminal possession of a controlled substance and was arrested again for allegedly assaulting a police officer in June. He has also several other low-level arrests, including judge charges and criminal trespassing in Texas and Washington, D.C., according to police. But Tamanaha, who was charged with six misdemeanors for torching the tree, may be back on the streets within hours due to a lenient New York City bail reform policy and arson laws, according to a legal expert. What the fuck is going on in New York City? What a goddamn shithole. Under New York City law, arson is only considered a felony if the suspect harms or tries to harm a person or if the act is a hate crime. Mark Bedereau, a Manhattan prosecutor turned down, turned criminal defense lawyer, told Fox News. For a judge to set bail, Tom and Ahab would have to be charged with at least third degree arson, a felony that qualifies as a hate crime. There's no question that let it. Wait. Well, he lit a Christmas tree on fire, which is a Christian holiday. So he lit a Christian symbol on fire. So wouldn't that be considered a hate crime? That's a felony. Put his ass in prison. There's no question that the legislature has got to reevaluate the nooks and crannies of the bail statute because it's leading to absurd outcomes. No shit, right? Um, police are also probing whether Tamanaha tried to pull the same stunt on a towering Norway spruce in Rockefeller Center. Okay, so that's the beast in, in, uh, in front of NBC. The alleged firebug motive remains unclear. Though he doesn't appear to be affiliated with any political groups like Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Uh, it's an individual that's known to us as a series of low-level arrests and drug arrests. He was issued some earlier this year. Some appeared, uh, some appearance tickets didn't come back to court, which is unfortunately is something we see all too often. He also has some low-level arrests outside of the state. Jesus, look at that tree. Oh, boy. Uh, I think it's one where he's working alone. So basically, some crazy... Well, what did, what did fucking demore... It's just eight years of mayor... Oh, it's just eight... Quote, it's just eight years of the, the mayor Bill de Blasio grift and wasteful spending that let thousands of homeless, emotionally disturbed people roam the streets left to their own devices. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a fucking... The state, the city is a goddamn shithole. It's not even really part of the United States anymore. It's like the fucking Vatican for Vatican for the vaccinated. So what's the point? I mean, you, this people are just they're not they're, people are committing all kinds of crazy ass crimes. They're getting let off for it or not even getting arrested or detained for it. So whatever, whatever. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. This is your city. You could fucking sleep in it. Quite frankly, I don't ever see a scenario where I ever have to go back. I've been to New York so much i've seen the yankee parade i've seen jay-z perform uh i've i've walked 50 blocks i've had the new york ha dirty water hot dogs i've been to yankee games i've um i've stayed in your shitty hotels i have done i've aided all your overpriced restaurants i got my my car towed in new york city um i i've, I've done so much in new york city and uh you know what i, I think i'm good i think i'm good I mean, cities are tearing themselves apart for so many different reasons. I don't need to get into them all, but New York City, you can keep it. I'm really sorry. I'm really, really sorry that your city has turned into a, th 
Uh, it's borderline a third world shithole. I don't know what the what your new mayor is going to do. I wish you all the best, but you've got a serious problem right now. I mean, I mean, Casey Neistat said it best about L.A. when he called it a a third world shithole. And I'm totally fine with that. He may be exaggerating, but it is a shithole nonetheless. And New York has got the probably either one. Well, let's see. Between Lori Lightfoot, uh, Mayor Garcetti, and Bill de Blasio, they've got one of the, they've got the one of the top three dumbest mayors. Oh, and I think Portland or Seattle. They, those they they got a couple tards up there too. But Jesus Christ, she fucking. What a symbol of your city, the Big Apple or the Burning Tree? Absolutely city. silly. So, I have been watching the market today, and I have to admit I'm very nervous for 2021, um, especially since I'm getting all these news reports from, uh, from my assistant producer. I mean, I did the Super News last week, and holy shit, it, was, it took me a while uh, to clip all those freaking articles together. And just when I thought uh, this kid would eventually run out of steam or run out of interest, well, he does it again. Rohingya sues Facebook for $150 billion over Myanmar genocide. Japanese startup building ship with 220 milliwatt battery storage that charges via offshore wind and transports that electricity back to the island nation to feed into the power grid. Scientists say that they caught China successfully changing weather, as the South China Morning Post reports. Researchers say that China, during the Chinese Communist Party's centennial celebration, weather authorities successfully modified the weather above Beijing to clear the sky and reduce pollution. DARPA-funded researchers accidentally created the first world's warp bubble, the debris. Millions of workers retired during the pandemic. The economy needs them to unretire, experts says. Figure fighting the ADHD to urge to clean everything the second I feel any motivation. What's that all about? Not really sure. That might have been just his internal thoughts. More than 300 scientists have told Mark Zuckerberg they want access to Meta's internal research on child and teen mental health because it doesn't meet scientific standards. American productivity falls by the largest amount since 1960. Facing hostile Chinese authorities, Apple CEO signed $275 billion deal with them. Evan Rachel Wood installed bulletproof windows and steel doors in her house in case Marilyn Manson attacked her family, report says. Oxford school shooting. Ethan Crumbly appointed lawyer by court after his parents only hired their own. Researchers made a camera that's the size of a grain of salt. Tokyo governor to make same-sex partnerships in the city starting April 2022. There's $2 billion for broadband and reservations. It won't be enough. Russia, India abandoned U.S. dollar and mutual settlement. Silicon chip microspeakers to make wireless earbuds even smaller with better battery life. U.S. Navy is developing the GPS that uses cosmic rays to navigate the Arctic. Four more Chinese properties developers are in turmoil as Evergrande bankruptcy, bankruptcy seems inevitable. No company is too big to fail in the eyes of Beijing. Russia invasion of Ukraine could be on the scale not seen since World War II Europe. UK armed forces warns ahead. China committed a genocide against Uyghurs. Intel, in Dependent tribunal of rules. Masasaki Yumura created the NES and SENS has passed away. Activision Blizzard employees create a strike fund while taking steps towards unionization. China vegetable prices surged 30.6%. November as food cost soars. And finally, U.S. to put Chinese firm sense time on investment blacklist ahead of IPO. Jesus fucking Christ. Would you take a nap? That's your super news for this week, this second week in December. Woo! That's much. Now, I am watching that Russia military one because that one's a shit show. Apparently, I thought I was in the impression and I was correct that back in the day, the Ukraine, Ukraine had a massive air force with a lot of former Soviet Union bombers and a shitload of nuclear warheads. Apparently, according to the denuclearization process, they don't have any nuclear weapons anymore. They don't have any nuclear aircraft anymore. They have like the 39th largest military in the world versus apparently the number two largest military in the world. That would be Russia. So apparently there may be an invasion come late January. If there is an, an invasion, an actual invasion of Russia, stocks will plummet and the fear indexes will skyrocket. What do you do in that scenario? You buy the fear indexes. You give yourself some money, time for, for the money to settle to your account. You buy one of the S&P 500 inverse or NASDAQ index inverse. And then you wait till the shit show begins and you watch the thing fucking skyrocket in literally no time at all. And then you sell. You don't know. I don't know if you want to sell near the peak because you could be able to try to sell near the peak, but I don't know if anybody would be buying. 
So, that being said, that's the shit show that I've been dealing with for the past week, whether or not what to do with my money. I have been learning uh, a little bit more and more to take profit when it's there. Whether it's 400 or 4,000 or four, doesn't matter. Take the profits when it's there. If it's there, be comfortable with it and understand that to be greedy in the market is to hold on to your profit for too long and see if you can get a little bit more out of it and you can hit that big ticket item. No, you need that wealth to accumulate. So take the profits when it's there because don't expect your $20 to be $2,000 overnight. It could be $2. Take it. Be on your way. So That's what I pretty much have for you uh, this week. We'll go ahead and get in some Q&A. We'll take a nice soft exit out of this week on the Positive Sarcasm podcast. Once again, it's positivesarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated once again to uh recap this week's podcast jesse smollett convicted on five out of six counts in the um in the hate crime trial and uh let's see we just did the super news uh we also the christmas tree set outside set on fire outside the fox news building and the russian military uh possibly invading and then crashing the stock market so I didn't really talk too much about it, but just know that it's there. Just know that it's there. Anyways, let's go ahead and get some dig Q&A because I got some weird ones coming up. Let's see. No, that one's at the end. So do I keep do I have to keep listening to my brother's anti-vax misinformation after he openly blamed my miscarriage on the covid vaccine? My brother and his wife have very different political issues than I do, but we've managed to maintain a mostly maintain a good relationship by avoiding off limit topics. That all began to change with COVID. A lot of things did. While politics shouldn't play into it, my brother very predictably joined the bandwagon of COVID skeptics and anti-vaxxers. He became... Well, all right, I'm going to read this and maybe pump the brakes afterwards, but for now, I'm just going to read it. He became dismissive of my desire to take, unne to take necessary precautions at family gatherings, not only refusing to wear a mask himself, but teasing me for doing so and saying pedantic things like, I'm concerned about you and I hope you'll see sense soon. Things have amped up recently as I went through IVF in vitro fertilization in the spring this year, became pregnant. A few weeks into the pregnancy, I developed a blood clot that the doctors uh, ascribed to the estrogen I'd been taking. I went on a blood thinner and all was fine. But about two months later, I miscarried. Sorry to hear that. That sucks no matter what. Uh, despite finding out that the fetus was genetically abnormal, my brother and his wife are insisting that all of it happened because of my taking the vaccine and are using my story as a cautionary tale for their friends about why they think the vaccine is, quote, dangerous, despite my telling them numerous times that the miscarriage has nothing to do with it. On the day after my miscarriage, my sister-in-law had the nerve to text me, don't you wonder if all this might have never happened? Have you gotten the vaccine? Next week, I'm going to have another embryo transfer with my final embryo and decided to get the booster beforehand. When my brother heard this, he told me, he couldn't let me potentially harm my baby, future baby without saying something. He said he had good evidence that the vaccine causes miscarriage and wanted to send me some articles he'd found. I declined and asked him to please not bring up the topic again. Now my whole family is coming down on me because they say I'm the one letting my beliefs rule our relationship and that I should at least give him a courtesy of listening to his concerns. Yet all he has ever done throughout this was dismiss my concerns and put me down for them. Of course, I don't want to ruin our relationship, but I don't even want to see him or talk to him right now. And I feel angry with my entire family for even acting like I'm the one to blame. I don't see any way forward. Well, all right. Well, look, first of all, I hope that the, your child, this, this, this last one, uh, works out. Yes, there has been multiple studies and multiple articles about possible um, uh, vaccinations leading to possible miscarriages. That that is a that is a st ongoing study. There is a lot of concern for it. I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor. Okay, I'm just a fucking health nut. I would personally think you would, if you truly wanted to, uh, make sure that your that this child came out. That this is actually, I would, I would consider before we get to the whole brother thing. You wouldn't, you do, if this is your last embryo, you would probably not want any variables, any variables whatsoever to cause your final embryo to be a miscarriage. So you taking a booster and then going to have in vitro fertilization, I mean, like I said, check the studies. If your brother wants to send you articles, I know it's a hot button topic and it seems like your brother is a hot button topic in his own right. And it seems like you're definitely over. It seems like you two are just very far apart. Okay. 
it seems like you two are. You're just, you two seem like you're fundamentally opposed. You're fundamentally different. And I know that this whole thing has torn a lot of people apart. It's torn a lot of family apart. It's torn a lot of coworkers apart. It's torn a lot of friends apart, relationships apart. It's just, it has because it's been politicized. And because you, whether you like it or not, personally, miss, um, you have politicized this. You do have a political viewpoint on this, okay? And obviously, so does he. And you two are coming across, and this is a lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that fucking asshole, that fucking Italian leprechaun. Um, he's absolutely to blame for a lot of this. That this whole thing from what you're hearing over here, and then the news, which is obviously just amping it up, has caused you guys to drift apart when healthy disagreements and healthy discussion within a family is the whole point of trying to keep this civilization together. It seems like you're just being told that you should just ditch your brother and be like, well, I don't know. I, I mean, Look, maybe. If you want to do it, look. I guess what you want to do is focus on having the child. And you know what? You've already done everything. You've, you, you, yeah, you got a jab. You decided, see, I'm going to have another embryo with my final embryo, and I decided to get the booster beforehand. So did you get the booster? Okay, fine. Well, all right. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't want anything, uh, any, what do you call it, variables to get in the way of a pregnancy. I personally wouldn't. It's your decision. Okay, it's your call. I just know from what I understand about miscarriages, they're extremely de devastating. They're demoralizing. They're they're just brutal on uh, on a woman's psyche. And then for the the husband or the boyfriend to go through it as well is also brutal. But for a woman's psyche, it's it's something about it's a part of them in such a way where they just it, it's 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 bad. It's something that I can't describe. I can't understand. But from what I've been told and from the research I've done, it's, you know, it's like apparently like losing a part of your soul. So I would, if, if that's the case, I wouldn't want to put anything in the way uh, as far as variables from that because this is your apparently your last embryo. I mean, I wish you luck. Now, as far as the articles, yeah, there's a million articles out there. There's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of dispute. There's a lot of twisting of the information. There's a lot of the, a lot of these studies that are being done that already have skewed uh, points to the actual study to begin with. Look, I I know what I know, and I know what research I needed to do in order to better myself health better myself health wise. That's what I'm doing, but you do you because you're an individual. Okay. I mean, I do wish that eventually you do have a child because that's your goal. Your goal is to have a kid. Great. I hope you have one. Okay. But I also hope that a couple months from now, you also have a brother. Okay. And that you guys can uh, bond over a new child and maybe something, something can repair this. I could tell you right now that turning off the news would probably be a good idea. Maybe uh, listening to his side of the story. I mean, unless he's like a super conspiracy theorist. You call him an anti-vaxxer. But, I mean, is he really that? He might be just a skeptic. And you know what? It's okay to be a skeptic when something was most likely fucking built in a lab, accidentally released on its own population, circled the globe in 25 fucking minutes... And a lot of the medications that we had possibly lying around the entire time were discouraged or pushed aside or suppressed. I don't know. I'd be a skeptic too. I am a skeptic. I'm a huge skeptic of this whole thing. Okay. I don't think it came from nature. Most likely it did come from a lab. And that's that's basically what my point is. And I, you know what? That's just what I think. If you want to challenge me on it? Go ahead. I don't, I mean, I, this is what I think. And, um, it's allowed me to think more clearly. It doesn't make me a conspiracy theorist. It doesn't make me an anti-vaxxer. It doesn't make me anything other than a person that likes to listen to the information when he believes the information to be real. And also, I also judge character right now. It's very important to to understand character in this whole scenario, people's character. 
This is the most important thing. When I look at a person, I understand their character. I, I can be get a better understanding of where, what their goal is, what their agenda is. And when I look at this fucking Italian uh, leprechaun that's telling us to triple mask and, oh my God, the variance and the, the, the definition of... The definition of of, of uh, fucking, you know, what is that called? Gain-of-function research. When I look at him, and I look at his character, and the way he, and the, the way he talks, and the way he pre presents himself, believe me, there's there's three people in this equation. Two of whom I would wish I would be invited to dinner, and one I think would be should be brought to fucking trial. I would invite you to dinner. I would invite your brother to dinner. The other one... Fauci, the Italian leprechaun, I wish would go to fucking prison. So, and he is the one who's driving your brothers apart. The news also is driving you and your brother apart. The misinformation campaign is driving you and your brother apart on your side and on his. I wish there was a way. I wish. There's a lot of things I wish for. But I don't, I don't know. I, obviously, you have something to focus on. You're eating for two right now. And you're, you're getting in vitro fertilization. Where is my brother and his wife? So now let's, before we, okay, I'm concerned about you. I hope you'll see sense soon. All right, your brother being maybe a pain in the ass, but uh, he's concerned about you. I don't know if he's like a good Christian boy or something. Now what your wife said, what his wife said was um, not cool. When, see, first of all, after, on the day after my miscarriage, your sister-in-law had the nerve to text you, don't you wonder if this all might have never happened had you got, not gotten the vaccine? That's a douchey thing to say. As though the, the, the what do you call it? The fucking sister-in-law? It's your job to say one thing and one thing only. I am so sorry. If there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. And that's it. Shut your fucking mouth. That's it. Anything on Chase, I'm not yelling at you, buddy. I love you. Who's your good boy? I'm not yelling at you. It's hard to do the podcast sometimes with him around. Um, but in the meantime, besides the 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 I mean, she might be feeding him this this information. I don't I don't know. But obviously she's not helping, and you just need to understand that there's a shit ton of people out there. That smell, that thing, that, that smells something fishy going on, and they have every right to suspect that. But at the end of the day, you can reconnect with your brother. I think it's totally possible. I do see a way out of this. I don't think it's just necessary to just cut him off. I don't think that's a good idea. I do think that, however, somebody does need to apologize in this scenario, and it's not your brother, and it's not you. I actually think it's the wife, the the the, the sister-in-law, because that text. A, te a text is so, so sandpapery. It's so without personality. It's so, ah, uh, I don't know. It's like being stabbed with a bic pen. It's just unpleasant. So I, I think that she should apologize, and I think ultimately you should, uh, consider all the information. At least try to. If you, I mean, I know it's hard to see things from a different perspective. It is. It's, it's hard. It's, a, it's a hard thing to do. All right, especially nowadays. But it is your brother, and he might have some points. But in the meantime, it's your responsibility as the sister to focus on maybe rekindling your your friend your your brother your relationship with your brother. But at the same time, hopefully having and doing the best health wise to make sure that you have a ha healthy, healthy and happy child. I guess is where I'll leave it with there. I'll leave it at that. I think that's good. You know, try to leave some positive. Try to mend this thing. That's what I think should happen. Uh, okay, let's get to the next one. How can I get my parents to stop neglecting and insulting my sister because she's adopted? I'm a 15-year-old girl and has always been an only child until March of this year. When my parents legally adopted their goddaughter after their parents' daughter died in an accident. I love Abby. I have known her since we were tiny. Though she lived far away in a long time. Now she's living with us and we call each other sisters. She's obviously been in a terrible place. And she, uh, she's obviously been in a terrible place emotionally and struggling with the grief. Yeah, I can imagine. I can't imagine. But she said a few times that she has found happiness her here, despite everything, and that she loves having a big sister. She's 13. That's a tough age. 
What happened? She, she okay. So she parents legally adopted their goddaughter after her parents died in an accident, and she's 13 years old. That is just rugged. The problem is my grandparents. They really believe in blood ties being the most important thing, and, I, and have not been welcoming to Abby. Abby and I have birthdays close together, and they sent an expensive present for me, and not even a card for her. Despite my parents having told them that they have two daughters now, they barely talk to Abby when we see them and referred to her as a guest in our home until my mom had a huge fight with them about it. My parents seem good at standing up to them about this stuff, but I don't know how to deal with it myself. When I visit my grandparents recently, my grand kept going on about how she and my grandpa were desperate to spoil me because they just know how I'm getting the attention I need at home anymore. I'm not getting... Okay. When I said it was fine... My parents still go da, 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 da. My grand, uh, my parents still give me plenty of time. We honestly get on great. My grandpa acted like I was putting on a brave face on things, while my grand keep kept saying how important it was. I got home to their place. I had my own space again. She then made a comment on something I was wearing, noting that it was a lot like a style Abby wears, and asked if I was trying to dress up like her to get her parents' attention. I'm not. It was just a cute top. Just remember, this is a 15 year old writing this. I had no idea what to say and just kept trying to change the subject. I don't think ha I'm handling them right, but I don't know what to do. They keep giving me secret presents now because I, they think my parents will kick off again if they find out because they don't care about their own daughter anymore. My mom and dad have a lot going on right now, and I'm worried that by telling them about this, I'm, it'll start a huge fight and possibly make Abby feel even worse. She got upset last time she realized there was a fight with my grandparents over her. What should I do? Is there something I can say to my grandparents to make them stop doing it? Um... Well, look, uh, this, especially this year, I mean, I have a nephew. I'll, I'll say from a personal experience, um, I have a sister. My sister and I get along very well uh, in the past few years. And this year, especially this year, um, as just as a sister, she stepped up in the way I guess a sister should just for take it taking it for what it is um and well that's pretty much it she stepped up as a sister should she was there and that's all you need to be um she has a son my nephew and it's it was weird like like after just after one christmas we started talking and and when I got Chase back, uh, the first time he saw me in months, uh, literally months, was with Chase. And he fucking loves Chase. Fucking loves Chase. Um, and, you know, I that's... And obviously he wants to talk to me as well. I, for whatever, you know, for whatever reason. I don't know. I have... I don't... Whatever. Just bounce ideas off or just shoot the breeze. Who knows? But I, I let it happen because... You know, young people need good young people need good older role models. They need people that have a strong backbone, do what's right, and call bullshit out when they see it. And I proved this year that I am a, I am an uh, uh, an, an uncle that doesn't put up with bullshit. Will fucking stomp on people doing terrible things. Am a uh, I'm, I'm willing to put myself out there and I'm willing to show up more than time to time from time to time it, just to basically hang out and do silly stuff. Uh, and I'm also honest. So, I mean, I have a lot of this going for me and I have a nephew. I also have an actual brother. My brother and I don't speak. My brother and I haven't spoken since my father died. Um, I don't talk to my mother much but that's because of uh you know covid and she's basically going crazy over it uh but you know we still get along fine and i could that's great but my brother will not speak to my nephew now that's where i take offense if you don't want to speak to me that's fine i'm not a very likable person a lot of the times um and i'm i could also be a liability to be perfectly honest with you but saying directly to a, a, a young child's face that do not approach me, do not talk to me, um, act as if I don't exist. And knowing that the person that said that was your own brother is upsetting. It's extremely upsetting. But understanding in a situation that you have a brother, but you also have a nephew. Your nephew reaches out to you. Your nephew uh, 
talks to you. Your nephew acts like himself. Whatever that means, good or bad. He acts like himself. He uh, is growing up in a weird time with a lot of silly stuff going on. And uh, maybe he's not really sure how to deal with it. But he talks to me about whatever he can or whatever he knows how to talk about. And knowing that he was brushed off by family, per se, is upsetting. Brushed off by blood, basically. Very upsetting. So how do you, how do you stand up for those who are close in your life? Well, by standing your ground with those who are no longer really that close in your life. So in my situation, if you don't talk to my nephew, then you don't get to talk to me. If you don't greet him and accept him, you don't get me. That's pretty much it. Don't talk to me unless you talk to him. So in your situation, Abby, even though she's not blood, she is your sister. Adopted or not, if you've ever watched The Godfather, Robert Duvall's character is adopted. He's Irish. He's not Italian. But he's essentially, almost essentially, one of the family. That's how uh, Vito treats him, as one of the family. He's consigliere in the first movie. So... Or consiglietti, however you want to pronounce it. So, in this sense, you stick up for Abby. And if your grandparents have a problem with Abby and don't want to recognize her, then you need to lay the you need to lay the smackdown on your grandparents, even though they're old world, even though they're stubborn, even though it'll upset them. Look, a lot of things in life are upsetting, but it's important to know that if they're gonna talk shit or not acknowledge, then you'd be like, look. I got a sister. She's 13 years old. She really needs the support. If you guys aren't going to support her, if you guys aren't going to recognize her, then I'm out. I'm out ski. Don't talk to me. Don't talk. Don't send me gifts. I don't want them. And that's it. But you're going to you're going to earn you're going to have more value in yourself if you stand your ground for the people you care about the most. And if the other people that you care about are treating people that you care about like shit, this isn't a disagreement about COVID and stuff like that. This is an actual little girl who's being freaking cast aside like she doesn't exist. All because her blood is not of the same DNA as yours. That's it. That's the only difference. But listen, people of your blood can do stupid stuff. And your parents, your grandparents are doing exactly that. Something very foolish, very harming to a child. It doesn't matter. If you have a daughter or a son who is adopted, it makes no difference. Adopted kids can have a very tough time uh, feeling accepted in a family. And it's important to make sure, just like anybody else in that group, that they are accepted, that they are appreciated, that they are fed, clothed, loved, hugged, talked to, listened to, just like any other kid you would have in your house. That is important. And if your grandparents can't see it, your grandparents can kick rocks. That's how you support your family. That's how you support your sister. Let's do one more. <clears throat> Excuse me. These are all kinds of silly ones here this year. Ooh. Okay. Here we go. Oh, thank God. I needed a black and white one. All right. Should I tell my girlfriend I find her choice not to shave her armpits questionable? My girlfriend does not believe in shaving her armpit hair, and it's starting to become an issue. She believes that shaving armpit hair is unnatural and conformist. She didn't have these beliefs when we first started dating, so I feel that it's unfair for her to expect me to have no problem with it now. I'm uh, afraid to ask her to shave because I don't want to seem like I do not support this journey, although I do find it questionable. What can I do? All right, well, straight up, you got to talk about it. You got to talk about it and be like, listen, this ain't fucking cool. I find it kind of gross. Um, I'll go along with the journey with you. But believe me, you got to shave that shit. And I'll make this very black and white. You got to shave it. Okay? I'm not... I'm not dating anybody. But if I was dating somebody, they'd have shame armp They'd have shame shaved armpits. Period. Now, can I say that? You know what? Yeah, I fucking can. Do you know why? Because I shave my armpits too, motherfucker. So, guess what? I shave my armpits. You shave your armpits. I shave my legs. You shave your legs. Okay? I shave my chest. You don't. I hope you don't have to shave yours. But guess what? We're on the same basis here. I shave everything. So guess what? So do you. 
There's nothing you can back up on. Nothing. You're in the corner. Shade those freaking armpits. That's gross. It's unappealing. I don't care. Oh, it's freeing. It's, uh, you're, you know, I, look, I don't care what progressive he, man, woman, fucking whatever woke bullshit you want to push at me. You're shaving your armpits or you're going it alone. I don't care. I don't care. It's fucking gross. I don't care if it's all natural. It's all naturality. Just grow fucking gross. I don't care it. My dog's got short hair. I got short hair, and then I shaved the rest. I don't know what else to tell you. I get my hair cut every two weeks. I keep it. I'm letting you know that I'm... And you know what? It's not hard. I only cut myself maybe once a month. So you know what? I don't want to hear it. As a person who has become this super neo-metro sexual alpha, I'm, I'm feeling some of your struggles because I go through it all the time. I don't want to hear it. I have to wear leggings because it's fucking freezing outside, <laughs> especially after I freshly shaved my shit up and uh, I have to walk my dog on the beach and guess what? The wind is blasting and I'm freezing. I struggle through it. Guess what? I got to do the same. I got to do it. You got to do it too. Shave your fucking armpits. Good God. All right. Are we done? Uh, yeah, I, I think we're, I think we're good. I think we're good. There's just I'm I'm too amped up right now. I'm I'm starting to go off. I'm I'm starting to go off on a tangent. Uh, I'm starting to uh, lose my focus. So I guess we'll, we'll we'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call it. It's been a good week. Jesse Smollett, guilty. <laughs> I can't wait to make a fucking jump cut of all of that with the celebrities in it. Look for that. Hopefully, I'll, I'll I hope to get that done by the end of this week. In the meantime, you can find me on the social medias. You can hit me up through my website, positivesarcasm.com. Go through all the stuff there, the posing music, the uh, the uh, you can email me directly if you need client information, video editing work, weddings coming up, whatever. Just email me. I'll uh, I'll do it all. Whatever. Uh, also, um, if you want to check out my my positive sarcasm reaction channel, I upload it on YouTube and I also upload it. Uh, the YouTube links on my positive sarcasm website as well. Also, this podcast is also, if you don't want to support uh, YouTube anymore, it's also available on Rumble. So if you want to go to Rumble, type in positive sarcasm, I upload there now. So there you go. You don't have to feel so guilty. In the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Sandbox. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. <laughs>